0: Hey everyone, we're pumped to be able to share an exclusive trailer with you after the show. From Blue Wire Studios comes Golden Goal, Stories of Soccer Legends. That actually sounds really cool. It's narrated by fellow Blue Wire host Brandon Kelly. Every Monday, you get two new episodes. We'll take a look into soccer's biggest stars and the moments that define their careers. From Holland, Messi, Rapinoe, and many more, each episode is going to focus on the historical plays and personalities that make the sport great. So stay tuned after the episode. Listen to the Golden Goal stories of soccer legends wherever you get your podcasts. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. That is driven out the left center. Forget about this one. Drive
1: home safely walk-off! Here comes Joy! Here is Junior to third base. They're going to wave him in! The throw to the plate will be late! The Mariners are going to play for the American League Championship! I don't believe it! It just continues! My, oh, my.
0: It is the walk off Holden Kushner and Ryan Spader, the ace of Spader. Follow us on Twitter at the ace of Spader for Ryan and at Holden Radio for me. Uh, Spader baseball is back. It is an interesting feeling over here. You and I will discuss this at length. We also have a Yankees edition of Spader stats with Derek Jeter and Joe DiMaggio. We got some new rules. We got to talk about the games that are coming up here. My friend baseball just about back where's the excitement level
1: uh i would say i'm pretty excited for just baseball like i said um before when we were doing some prep that it's just weird it's really strange to see aaron judge hit a home run and then pipe in some crowd noise as he goes around the bases and then the other thing that i found interesting about that is you know he hits a home run and then he goes in the dugout and he's high-fiving and fist bumping everybody like those protocols are not going to fly
0: I tell you, though, I haven't seen anybody spit yet. That, to me, was the most fascinating thing. So I'm I haven't just been waiting. watching
1: close enough, but I guarantee you there's guys spitting. And if they're not spitting, they're probably you know doing it in their mitt or something. Well, no is, doubt about it. It's probably but even worse if you I think about it. I haven't seen
0: it. It's not worse. I, just ha- I haven't seen it yet. I watched the Joe Musgrove. I don't even remember who was out there for, uh, for the Mets the other day against the Yankees. But... I haven't seen it. Ozil. Usually, and I've told you this before, if you look at six baseball shots and at least four of the shots, there will either be spitting and or crotch grabbing in every single one of them. Yeah. Or a farmer like, snot.
1: Just It's like a 60, national pastime.
0: 66%. Yeah, it's, it's a pastime right there. But I'm watching these games and it's weird, man. I mean, forget about the, you brought up, would you pay money to have a cardboard cut out behind home plate? Well, they're all there. Somebody put a dog back there. Have a little bit of fun with it. But ultimately, it's just it's a weird, and they're playing crowd noise in the background. Which Mets player said? One of the Mets players said it's kind of like he goes, "No knock on Miami, but it's kind of like playing at the Marlins."
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course, is that your yeah. favorite when it's like, "No offense,
0: but yeah. you're a piece of shit."
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, I can't. I think there is a stand-up bit. I can't remember who did it, but um, on how whenever somebody says like not to be offensive or not to be racist, they're about to say something that's like exactly that.
0: (laughs) Yes. No doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. It was Brandon Nimmo of the Mets Mm. uh, playing the game against the Yankees on Saturday night. He goes no knock against Miami, but it just kind of felt like playing in Miami. And that's really what it's like. At least we have the white noise because that'll help me at least go to sleep and stuff. But It was absolutely just white noise in the background and they hit a button and you get some cheers. You don't have any booze. There is going to be an operator like a a audio operator that's going to hit the wrong button. So the, the other team's going to hit a home run and they're going to be like, cheers. That'll be fun to see this, this summer, but it's a weird atmosphere Spader, but I'm embracing it because it's better than nothing.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. I'm just happy. We're going to have baseball back here in what four days, um, it's definitely better than nothing. And I I just hope, God, I hope we can get through this season.
0: I still think we will. It's just too much money for the owners, right? Just too too much money that they could lose.
1: At at this point, yeah. Um, And they're already, you know, losing money. So um, I I think they really don't have a choice but to get through. Um, And uh, I think baseball, if any sport, you know, naturally is kind of social distanced is going to uh, have a season. Whereas, you know, your other job doing all the football stuff. I, I, I don't, I don't really see how that's going to work. Money, man.
0: The owners are not going to use that much money.
1: Have you seen the videos of, have you seen the videos of the um, dudes working out in the hotels for NBA? No, I've not seen much of
0: anything except they did a barbershop there. And again, I'm done with players complaining about being stuck in a Disney resort for three months when you're getting free haircuts. And I'm sure you can find somebody to come up to your room or maybe you got to go out to a back alley and tap some girl. And, you know, you can do all sorts of fun stuff in the bubble and everybody's complaining about it. We just love to complain about everything, including me and
1: you. But yeah, it
0: doesn't seem that bad. Free haircuts,
1: delicious food. Come I saw the one dude. Uh, I can't remember even what sport it was, but uh, it's got to be NBA. But um, maybe baseball. But he was a shotgun and a beer. They had like a bar set up and shotgun and a beer.
0: That's terrific. You got to try and make well, it as normal as possible. Well, but the <laughs> then you saw what happened with Toronto, though. Canada's like, we don't want you up here. We don't want we don't want people playing in America and coming back over our borders. <laughs> so t- <laughs> I mean, that's where we are right now. Nobody wants. <laughs> Nobody
1: wants us.
0: We can't. I, can we even visit Mexico? We can still visit Mexico, right?
1: I have no idea, Like, man. did
0: Mexico shut us down, too? We can't go anywhere at this point. We're stuck in this beautiful country here. It's a wonderful country. But Toronto's just like, no, nope, you guys are a disaster. Epicenter of the world right now for your virus. We're not letting you play here. So we were going to figure out where Toronto's going to play. Can you believe this? And then with the Astros, Dusty Baker had no idea because there was bad weather headed to kansas city whether or not the astros would go up there to play that or they'd just scrap the two-game uh preseason set
1: Mm. i i think um as far as the blue jays go i bet you they'll end up in either one of two places you're going to be in your spring training um facility or buffalo buffalo which hasn't had a major league game since like 1897 i think
0: the, the only question I have is what's easier for travel at this point for the blue Jays?
1: Well, I mean, but, Buffalo's right there. It's, yeah.
0: So that's it. I, I'm just talking about, well, they're not going to go back to Canada. I'm talking about in your division, right? What, what is the least amount of travel? You know, do yeah. I have to fly all the way from New York to go play in Florida, a whole bunch? I don't know what the best one would be, but if you're not going to have fans anywhere, can't you play in a triple a stadium that has at least you know, major league field. I I think so.
1: Yeah. I I mean, what comes to mind there is, um, Charlotte, which is one of the nicest ballparks I've ever seen major league or otherwise. I mean, it's a minor league, triple a Charlotte Knights, and, um, shit. I would love to play there. If, if I'm, a going from Toronto to Charlotte, that sounds pretty good to me. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Hey, I'm with you, man. And I'll tell you the, the closer, you look at it; the Blue Jays could play the Rays if they stay if they were down in Florida, right? That'd be right there. But you know, Buffalo to New, to New York City, not too bad. Buffalo to Boston, not too bad. Buffalo to Baltimore, not too bad. I mean, just from a logistic standpoint, it seems to me that the it would be better to play in Buffalo.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree, and um, I've heard that thrown around a little bit. I heard even that the um, uh, originally that the Yankees and the Mets were considering Buffalo. When uh, they weren't sure if they were going to be able to play in New York City, so it it, it seems like because that location's been thrown around that it, it's definitely a possibility.
0: It's sitting here with Buffalo Bills legend Ryan Spader on top of that, so
1: yeah, that's that's true. You know, that, you, you love know, that's the city, most- of
0: Buffalo. How beautiful is Buffalo this time of year?
1: I have no idea. I've never been there, and I've never watched a full Bills game yet. I covered them for an entire season. That was the most money I ever made in sports. You know, that? I was getting paid. I was getting paid one hundred and seventy-five dollars an article, which that's is, that's a decent rate. Which is pretty funny because, and the other thing is, I always had to keep it under. It, typically, it was like five to seven hundred words, and it took me about an hour to do each um, each day. I was get I was doing five five to six a week, and um, the funny thing is. I was in the Marine Corps at the time, and I was making more money working an hour a day for the Bills than I was working 10 to 12 hours a day for the Marine Corps.
0: Doesn't <laughs> surprise me. I mean, the Bills. There's a lot of Bills fans out there, buddy.
1: Yeah. Uh, what, they, what do they call them? Uh, Bills Nation or Mafia? I don't, I don't remember. Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia. Yeah. Jeez.
0: Yeah. There are Could no be... tailgate parties like what's going on in Buffalo.
1: Is Buffalo the team that had— um, they? No, I think it was the lions. They caught um, a dude eating chick's ass. (laughs) They did? Yeah. It's like there was like a footage going around. I think Barstool had it or something. It was going around.
0: (laughs) Like recently, just in a bar?
1: No, I think it was a... No, at a tailgate. I think it was uh, a year or two ago. I'll have to send it to to you. It's it's funny as hell, man. (laughs) It's just in a parking lot. Chicks like leaning up against the car (laughs) with their pants on. That doesn't seem sanitary either. Like no definitely not in these times
0: no not only not in these times like at any point in time just rando right in the middle of a tailgate uh, like i would be like right out of shower then you gotta have another debate uh, but just sitting around here? all day at a tailgate that's this disgusting. is my fault
1: <laughs> this is my fault
0: you brought it up you said that and the first <laughs> thing i think about is that's unsanitary
1: well to completely you know? uh flip topics here i uh, i've got to say um, today is the two-year anniversary of the last time you had a beer. So happy Not birthday true. to you, my friend. <laughs> it's and, the two-year
0: um, anniversary of the last time I had a beer on my birthday because I had a beer like two weeks ago.
1: And uh, Oh, really? Well, yeah. uh, given yeah, that it is it. our, um, our, our uh, I guess, semi-annual because it's yeah. the second yeah. time in three years that we've done it, <laughs> uh, birthday show in that you and I have back-to-back birthdays, i got to go ahead and
0: yeah, crack a cold
1: one. You are a lot
0: younger than I am. my birthday is July 18th yours is July 19th Uh, you sent me a very nice text I feel like right now I just need to send you a text and just say happy birthday
1: no I actually so my thing is I hate when people say happy birthday on multiple mediums like people write on my Facebook send me a tweet send me an Instagram and um, uh, send me a text and at that point I'm like you're doing this for you not for me what what like what the hell (laughs) I rarely
0: wish people happy birthday. Seriously, like all these Facebook friends and on Slack channels, I'm seeing them do that. I'm going, I, I don't care about yours either. I don't care about mine. I really don't care about yours.
1: Yeah, uh, It's not really a, my thing. Birthdays have always been for my, um, my mom. You know, Everybody's birthday is my mom's. She likes to have everybody together and all that crap.
0: Yeah, that's not bad. See, now I have kids. They love a birthday. It costs me $400 to buy my birthday present for myself. An overnight stay, with a uh, windy two-year-old and a wonderful five-year-old, a pool, a lazy river, and then you come home, and that was it. That was Lazy my rivers are pretty solid, off. man. Lazy rivers are amazing, unless you're with a two-year-old that likes to bitch about everything.
1: Uh, two, yeah, two-year-olds are also susceptible to uh, drowning.
0: He can swim, dude.
1: That is, we had him in the pool insane. like immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Both our kids. They like wearing floaties, but they can swim.
1: All right, let's get back
0: to this baseball thing, okay? Thank you for the ass-eating thing, because you know that's gonna go down <laughs> such such a different direction, and that's your fault for bringing it up. So here's here's my notes today. New rules, for baseball, DH and the NL. Uh, now there's new batter minimums. Hey, let's talk about Spader stats. Here's Spader's show sheet. Let's talk about eating ass. <laughs> Just a... <laughs> one last thing about that, the kid thing, not the ass thing. Congrats to one of our favorite listeners and friends and guests, Christopher Kompka, because he just had a kid.
1: Oh yeah, Comca's the best. He's uh, the best. Yeah, his stats we, we... are gonna
0: suck now, though. He's gonna be so tired. He's gonna miscalculate everything. Like, take a, take a year off, Comca, because he's not coming back for a year, pal.
1: Uh, I'm sure he'll do all right man because he's always been all over the place anyway as long as and having the 60 game season will help him out but um he's uh because he, I think a lot of people don't realize he covers all Chicago teams and does all of their stats like the Bulls the Bears Lions or not Lions uh Cubs um White Sox what else does Chicago have? I think he even does something like the WN. Everything. Crap
0: Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, Cubs, White Sox. Yeah, Blackhawks.
1: Um, yeah. Still so, do all right.
0: He is going to do he's still. He's screwed, though. You just don't understand, Spader. Your Spader stats are just going to go down. You're hitting like, you're, you're a 360 lifetime hitter. You're going to have a kid someday. You're going to go down to 280. It'll be good. It'll be league average, but... Maybe above the league average, but it's not going to be the same for at least a year. Hmm. Everybody's performance suffers.
1: See, for me, though, I think the thing I have uh, that plays to my advantage is that I only sleep four hours a night to begin with.
0: You know what? It's a great point. So when you do have a kid, that means you'll be up with the crying kid longer because you'll be expected to do it. So now you're double screwed. Oh, I did a story on, um, on football teams that changed their names <clears throat> this week. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting if you go back in time there are so many football teams that are named after the baseball teams that were already in the towns there. yep yeah yeah even so like the Pittsburgh. Arizona
1: Cardinals are
0: yeah the Steelers from... the Pittsburgh Steelers were the Pittsburgh Pirates I
1: didn't know and that.
0: then they, they were so bad
1: and I don't think it was that they're yeah they
0: were so bad they just changed the name they're like we need something new so they changed their name to that. The Cubs, obviously in Chicago, they wanted to be. What's the word I'm looking for? The Cubs and the Bears. So they saw the Bears there. So hey, we'll name ourselves the Cubs. Some synergy, I guess, is what it is. Hmm. So the Cubs are named after the Chicago Bears, and you'll re- you'll really see this around a lot of teams in the National Football League.
1: You know what the Phillies? Uh, how they got their name? Um, the Phillies. Why? Because they're Philadelphians. No, believe it or not, a Philly is a female horse. Yes. And the owner, whenever they named themselves the Phillies, um, had a daughter who wanted a pony or something. So he named the team the Phillies. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it really is amazing how some of these names are there, right?
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, it, but how many of them are going to be gone now? We've talked about this before. Like, um, did you see the article that the woman wants the Rangers' name changed?
0: I mean, listen. I think some people are just out there, man. Now it's just gotten to the point to where it was ridiculous before, but now everything's changing, right? So, I mean, <laughs> come on, man. Come on. It's uh, it's the absolutely Chiefs, ridiculous. They gotta go.
1: The Chiefs gotta go. The Braves gotta go. Indians got to go. I mean,
0: listen, at least I get the The Texas Rangers thing just makes no sense to me. I get it. There's a history. Nobody thinks about the Texas Rangers that way. The Texas Rangers is either
1: Chuck Norris or the baseball team. That's it. I, I think at this point when you have people are always trying to like out, I, I guess the term is woke, right? They're trying to outwoke each other. Like I have the hottest, freshest take on what's offensive. <laughs> And uh, I think that's kind of where we were at with the Rangers. Um, I saw that piece and I read it, and I I, under, I guess I understand where the person was coming from. But the fact of the matter is exactly what you said. Nobody thinks of the Texas Rangers from 150 years ago. It's correct. it, it is not like if you go throughout history, then we're just going to erase everything, and right. every team's going to have to be named after birds or something. I I really don't know what, what the hell the or well
0: you could just again name all your teams after the baseball teams so the tigers were in detroit and then the lions came along
1: that's a good point that's nice right lions and tigers and bears
0: lions and tigers and bears dude exactly and that's what i'm talking about all those old school towns are the ones that are changing the name so anyways good job out of them congratulations on uh i'm sure we'll have at least two name changes in the next year I'm pretty sure we will. It'll get to a tipping point again.
1: Hold on. Speaking of, I was just about to say uh, we should do an over/under on how many baseball teams will change their name within the next two seasons. I mean,
0: that's so. Far and I would far say far.
1: I would say one and a half would be the over/under. Huh. But. Um, I I also realize I I still owe you money, so I, I probably yeah, you owe me two hundred dollars. Yeah, and you're get I, I'll give it to you, but you're getting it in nickels.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's fine. The postage itself is going to be expensive, and I enjoy that. Nah, no, I, mean, I you can, can send it, it to one, of those, one of those one of. I have uh, USAA. It's a digital. Do you have USAA bank? No. What are you I, doing? First of all, you should. They pay all your ATM fees. It's for the yeah, but I I have
1: I have the you know, the, the credit union from the military. So I, I already have all those benefits. So I don't have a bank
0: to go to. So basically all I'm going to be doing is paying. I'm going to go to Whole Foods and be like, boom, here. I'm going to pay for my, <laughs> a lot of pound of salami and a carton of milk. And I'll pay for it in nickels.
1: That's from a, what the hell? That's from a movie. Pound of salami. What is no, it? No, now Departed that I look something?
0: back at it, it's like, uh, it's from Sesame Street. Like I want a stick of butter. That's from a movie, a butter. is it? My know. mom sent me to the grocery store for this a this jug of milk and a stick of <laughs> butter. I wanted to, but again, you brought up ass-eating. It's a, a hot We went from ass-eating to salami. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> time now for spader Stats, Stats, Stats. So we got a Derek Jeter, uh, Joe DiMaggio edition. Again, uh, Derek Jeter, uh, probably your... Most underrated player of all time. Joe DiMaggio, my grandfather's favorite player of all time. Best player he'd ever seen. So what do we got stats-wise?
1: So I actually uh, tweeted a positive Derek Jeter stat the other day that um, people were like, "What, what the hell is this? Like, what are you doing? And the funny thing is, all of my tweets about Jeter offensively are positive statistics. It's just I rip on him on defense because he was terrible and he shouldn't have been a shortstop. Should have moved to second base or moved to the outfield or been a designated hitter. The fact of the matter is, they had a third baseman on that team for years who was a better shortstop in Alex Rodriguez. But um, for Jeter, he had um, his best 162 game stretch of his career from July 18th, 1998 to July 20th, 1999. And uh, he batted 361, 436, 565 over that stretch. Absolute monster. And um, one other thing that I came across, and we're gonna um, integrate some Ichiro into here, is somebody had asked me what the um, record for most games uh, in which a player recorded a hit was. And the record is actually 135, but it's shared by five different dudes. Hornsby did it first in 1922. Chuck Klein in 1930, the great Wade Boggs in Mm -hmm. 1985, Jeter in 1999, and then Ichiro in 2001. But the funny thing about Ichiro is he also had seasons where he had 134 uh, games with a hit, 133, 131, 130,
0: 128,
1: 126, and 124, two different times. Oh my God. It's just a monster. But... But the reason that question came up was because somebody commented on um, one of the facts I put out on uh, Joe D., your, your grandfather's favorite mm-hmm. ball player. And uh, that was on July 17th. It was the 79th anniversary of the day that his 56-game history came to an end. And um, something that a lot of people don't realize is the day after he actually started a 16-game hit, hit streak. So he hit safely in 72 of 73 games, and on that day that his 56-game uh, streak ended, he actually had a um, he got robbed of a of a base hit by a shortstop. I can't remember who it was, and uh, that that hit streak could have potentially been 73 games. Which, I mean, 56 is impossible as it is, but 73? Could you imagine somebody going nope. after that?
0: Nope. No idea how how, how you. Been. Hey, you do it in the first place and, and the, all you hear now is oh you can't do it on the on the stage today the media today I mean do you does anyone realize how big baseball was back in the day well you Compared know, DiMaggio, to where it is now
1: if he had um, gotten a hit in that 57th game Heinz mm-hmm. was going to pay him uh, 10 grand because he was it was like the Heinz 57 right the catch-up. Mm-hmm. And um, ten grand, you know, today you're like, oh, whatever. But of course, back then, it's 1941. That's a significant chunk of change. I'm actually trying to figure out now what the um, uh, dollar amount equivalent is for ten grand, and I'll pull that up in a second. So
0: inflation from 1940 to 2020. Can, can I yeah, just take a guess on this? I'm going to say that ten thousand dollars oh, back then is now worth about a half a million dollars.
1: No, you're, you're a little off, but it's, it's huge. How um, much? Hold on. $182,251.06. Well,
0: that's not that much change.
1: That's a solid payment from a catch-up company for getting a base knock.
0: Like today? In today's I've, game, do you know how much that player would make? If you got a hit in the 57th game... That's multi-million dollars right there because everybody's watching.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you're right. And then, you know, it makes me think of the, um, the fact that they incentivized the Home Run Derby last year yeah. and Pete Alonso ended up making more for one night of batting practice than he did for the entire season of what was arguably the greatest rookie season in baseball history. It
0: really was, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Unreal, man. He, uh, he doesn't they get... Gotta, they got to change...
0: He plays in New York, and he doesn't get—he's not as popular as he should be yet.
1: Well, Alonso um, is—it drives me nuts because, you know, he hit 53 home runs last year, led the league, 120 RBI, and if you look at the Sabre metric stats, his OPS was 48% above average. He had um, 5.2 wins above replacement and he made $555,000. And of course he only's taken home about half of that, especially playing in uh, New York where the taxes are pretty high. Dude's not going to be arbitration eligible until 2022. He's not going to be a free agent until 2025. And uh he's he's just kind of getting screwed. 161 games the guy played.
0: Yeah. And here's maybe this is it because the ball being juiced, but still.
1: He's a stud. He I don't care I don't stud. care if he's playing against like a field hockey ball which would be impossible to put out. The the dude can absolutely rake and um it's it's just a shame that the way that the um payment structure is. Now, he was uh, drafted in the second round, so he probably got a decent sign in bonus when he originally was drafted, but paying a guy like that $555,000 is just robbery. I mean, so they're hold on. they're paying Benia when we talked about it with Re- Revel, they're Paying Benia more than twice what they're paying Alonso.
0: Well, I mean that's the way the CBA is. It's I mean he's got to do it again and again and again. All of a sudden he'll find himself in the money. But just real quick, so to me the rookie season I remember, and it may not statistically be the greatest rookie season ever by a position player, but McGuire back in 1987. So he hits the 49 home runs, and everybody's like, oh, my God, this is the next great player in the history of the world. And he won the Rookie of the Year. He did not win the MVP, and I just pulled the numbers up. Here you go, 987 OPS, 164 OPS plus with 49 home runs, and he slugged 618.
1: That's ridiculous. Um, and well, was Pete Alonso's better? Because, listen, listen, listen let me say this again. Than-
0: 87 was the rabbit ball.
1: I yeah, called I, it the
0: juice ball, but Andre Dawson said, no, man, we called it the rabbit ball. So fine, Andre Dawson. It was a rabbit ball year, 1987. So let's look at Pete Alonso and kind of say they're on the same plane there. Here we uh, go. OPS plus, 148. It's low. Oh,
1: lower. wow. I, That's I, I how great
0: McGuire was.
1: <laughs> McGuire was a stud, though, and he, he was uh, pretty thin when he did that in 87, um, too. Uh-huh. But, uh, of course, Alonzo went along and broke his record. And um, now now I'm really curious. I'm pulling up right now some of the best rookie seasons in history. And let's go with rookie by—I'll uh, I'll do it by wins above replacement just for—I um, don't know. It's, it's probably the best all-encompassing stat to okay. use. And Mike Trout, far and away—wow, man, this list is incredible. So you got Mike Trout, 2012. 10.5 wins above replacement. Of course, everybody knows that Trout is one of the best players ever. He could have potentially been a 50-50 guy. I think um, the stolen base is never going to get there for him. But then, how about in second? You got Dick Allen, who's vying for his last shot at the Hall of Fame this year through the Veterans Committee with 8.8 wins above replacement. And I know um, uh, when we had Schmidt on, he, he said that you know he belongs in the Hall of Fame. And if you got Schmidt, who had why am I forgetting his home run total, uh, 538 maybe? 30, yeah, that's what I thought, 38 home runs. Um, saying you're a Hall of Famer, you're probably a Hall of Famer, but then you go one, Trout, two, Dick Allen, three, Aaron Judge in 2017, four, I'm not really going to count it, it's Benny Koff. He played in the— um, uh, Federal League in 1914, so I, I don't think you can really count that. But then you got Ichiro Suzuki in uh, 2001, Fred Lynn in 1975, Carlton Fisk in 1972, Piazza in '93. What the fuck is guy, McGuire? Let me see.
0: This is, this ridiculous. is ridiculous. Listen, that's so fine. So McGuire
1: is only 5.1. 5.1 wins above replacement. Yeah, that's 50s fine. You can ties 5.1 in for 50th all time. Above
0: replacement. This guy had 49 home runs, a 6.18 slugging led the league in slugging and and homers you know what and that's the other thing that's interesting is that we're just in a different time well the baseball was still the national pastime it was still the top story even though football had five times as many viewers on sundays baseball was still the number one sport in consciousness baseball is in the middle of a baseball card boom which we look at fantasy sports and how that attracts people to the sport baseball cards were doing that in the late 80s so he was the story in sports I gotta find I have so many magazines that I kept from the 80s that it's probably on the cover of half of them he was so good that year so good and then yeah, you, think, you talked about trout
1: yeah, <laughs> Oh my God. well I, I think one thing with McGuire and Alonso is they take such a big knock for being first baseman and I think that's something that we're gonna learn throughout time is the positional adjustment of war is probably not 100% accurate well, none of it's 100% accurate because at the end of the day, it's an estimate. But it's got to be uh, adjusted in a different way by position because the fact of the matter is defense is just not nearly as valuable as offense when it comes to baseball.
0: There is no doubt about that. No doubt about it. And you're right about first baseman. This is why some, a lot of the advanced stats will continue to be replaced by better stats. These are the way we can do it. But I'm glad at least you look at WAR and say, here's where it's light. Because you're telling me that Mark McGuire's season isn't up there because he's a first baseman. Is that why? And that's why it's, Alonzo wouldn't be up there too?
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, if you look at all the guys who are in the top, you're looking at either outfielders or um, shortstops. So Troy Tulowitzki at uh, 10th at, in 2007, 6.8. You've got a number of guys. I mean, you've got Nomar Garcia-Para 6.6 or para, however the hell you're supposed to say, 6.6 in 1997, right up there. Um, a lot of these guys, catcher, was, Olivo was a catcher, right? No. Why am I thinking he was a I don't
0: catcher? know. He was with the Twins, though. Yeah. Him and Orlando uh, but it, Cepeda it, it, it's, were a couple of badasses out there.
1: It's all, it's it's pretty much all, I mean, the closest you got to a first baseman is uh, Pool Host, who had 6.6 in 2001, 6.6 war, but... The majority of his games that season, he played at third base.
0: That's something you might want to write about, man. I'd be interested in learning more about that.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to have to adjust a little bit for um, that's big. The that's value a big of finding, the first or at
0: yeah. least a big opinion, like a, a pretty noticeable opinion that a stat that so many people look at should be adjusted in that way.
1: Yeah, Knox, how about how about this guy? This is the first true first baseman who appears on the, on the list of war leaders. And he ranks 25th—I want to see if he can actually get this. I'll be impressed. 25th, won the Rookie of the Year in 1984 with 6.0 war in the American League.
0: Hold on. Start with the beginning again.
1: He ranks 25th for Rookie Wins Above Replacement in 1984. He had 6.0 and won the American League Rookie of the Year.
0: I mean, oh, God. Uh, Alvin, Davis, on his, Alvin Davis. How how
1: did, the hell did you get that? Cuz he was
0: one of my favorite players growing up. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good yeah. pull. I thought that was 83 though. But it was 84? Yeah. I just he, took he, a stab. I thought he was I thought he was 83. He was one of my favorite players growing up. He, he was, was so really underrated. good
1: and just fell off.
0: Huh? Yeah, he, I mean he, he was he was he had a good 7 or 8 year career, I got to think.
1: He well, his first here 7 seasons he was a stud and What's then two, his yeah. next two he was terrible yeah. and he was one of the best players in the game base. never played on a good team too,
0: huh? never on a good team always hit around 20 home runs
1: yeah i didn't realize he played in japan too
0: so that would be davis i i didn't realize alvin davis and dwight gooden right i didn't remember that those two guys were in the same one because gooden won an 84 on the national
1: league side right right yeah that's your boy that's
0: my boy yeah those mariner teams no one will talk about those mariner teams because they're so horrible but I enjoy. I'm curious some of the players.
1: 1984. I mean, they're 74 and 88.
0: Yeah, they're bad teams. It was him. It was um, Phil Bradley was my other guy on that team, and they had I, that was, Harold Reynolds had been on that team for a while. I, I hate was Harold, a Harold Reynolds, Reynolds guy. So I, just, I didn't give a shit about Harold Reynolds. Um, to be perfectly honest, that that didn't matter to me. But Phil Bradley instead of talking a about seasons, like the steal
1: some bags. Who Davis Bradley
0: Bradley, pretty good Harold numbers Reynolds overall too.
1: Pretty well. Reynolds got caught so many times. One of my favorite. This actually comes from Reynolds. One of my favorite stories is um, when Reynolds. What year was it? Nineteen eighty-eight, maybe when he led the league in stolen bases. And I'm gonna um, go
0: eighty-seven, but it could be eighty-eight.
1: All right, let's take a look. I think you're right with eighty-seven. Actually, uh, sixty 87, and eighty. Yeah, with sixty. Yeah, you're right. He led with 60 and 87. And um, of course, Ricky Henderson was your go-to guy to lead the league in stolen bases every year, but he got hurt that season. And uh, Reynolds said that Ricky called him and he thought Ricky was calling him to congratulate him. He was all excited. He was like, wow, you know, Ricky Henderson's going to take a phone call with me and tell me, because it was his first good season that Reynolds had when he led the league in stolen bases. He batted 275 that year. His OPS plus was awful, but that didn't exist. So he was Doing what a leadoff hitter was supposed to do at the time. He had decent average and stole some bases. And he thought Ricky Henderson wanted to contact him to to say, uh, Congratulations. And um, he took the phone call with Ricky. And Ricky goes, 60 stolen bases? You should be ashamed. I'd have had 60 at the break. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, he didn't say I'd have had 60. He said Ricky to have 60 at the break. All right.
0: More. What is the. I guess it's all about it. What is the more egotistical personality? Ricky Henderson's persona, because a lot of these stories have just been taken to the next level. I'm not saying the story you had wasn't true, but the Ola root story and true. And there's a lot of other stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. His persona or Kanye West.
1: It's gotta be Kanye West because to me, I met Ricky Henderson. I know we've talked about the the story when I met him, when he, when speaking to him, Yes, the, the way that he spoke, it was very arrogant, but it was also very charming. Like, he was a very sweet man. He was very kind. Um, whereas, I, I, I haven't met Kanye, but the dude just kind of seems like a dick.
0: But he could be our next president.
1: <laughs> I, no, he couldn't. He dropped out, didn't you hear? He, he was loaded when he um said that he was going to run for president. Today he
0: did? Because I just saw him at a no, campaign it, rally.
1: Again? Yeah,
0: he because did a he, campaign he, he, rally today, and he said Harriet Tubman... Didn't do good. Cause she turned all the people she saved back over the white people and the whole <laughs> crowd started booing him. <laughs> no, like he, he's a disaster. <laughs> You're right. It's not even close in Ricky's persona though, has gone to another level. It's just like, he's it, it, every story is Ricky, just disrespecting somebody else unintentionally.
1: I, uh, I'm a, I'm a big Ricky Henderson fan. Me too. Oftentimes, I always was a big Ricky Henderson fan. And oftentimes, you know, you meet guys and then uh, their personality changes the way that you feel about them as a a fan of the game, really. And in meeting Ricky Henderson, I will say, it only made me more of a fan of him. Like, he was so cool. And I'm telling you, yes, there was arrogance there, but the dude was just, like, uh, charming. You know? It was like... uh, I want this guy to like me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. He
0: really, he's just, he's larger than life. He's absolutely terrific. All right. A couple other things to get to here. Uh, Again, we got the new rules. You got the the DH and the NL, which will be fine. But I've told you, I like the three batter minimum in baseball. I like that we're having that. Maybe it will pick it up, but I don't like it for right. I don't like it for this year. And I just came to this conclusion just because I was looking at rosters. So I saw the Astros, and nobody's feeling bad for the Astros, but <clears throat> they're bullpen, right? So you got no Roberto Ozuna start, Joe Smith not going to be there, Brad Peacock, Austin Pruitt, okay? So you're just going through. This is four pitchers already in your bullpen. And let's who knows if guys are coming down with COVID or anything like that, You know, at this point, you're going to need guys, I get it, to eat innings to do that. And three batter minimum might actually help them. I just don't like that you're putting new constraints this year with all the other stuff that the managers have to do, putting that on them too. And the second thing I want to bring up is I don't know if there's ever been a more important year for a manager. Because the manager to me is going to have more impact on this season than at any other point in time, given all the moves he has to make, given all the clubhouse things that he has to take care of, on the field moves, managing pitchers on a day-to-day basis, managing different injuries, there's no way that there's been a season where more importance has been put on managing.
1: Yeah. So the one thing I will say, I, I first of all, I hate the three batter minimum rule. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not for me. I don't think it's baseball. Part of me. I think the lefty specialist has a position in baseball, and now it no longer does. Uh, However, they implemented this rule long before we knew what was going to happen with this season. So I I can't really see them saying, like, we're going to pull the plug on this um, just because the season's going to be wildly different.
0: No, they won't. I'm just saying they should. That's what I'm saying there. And on the flip side, the manager thing, I want to get your thoughts on that because to me – this is going to be so much about them.
1: Yeah, I, I agree completely. Uh, Any time you're taking like a smaller span, l- look at the postseason, for example. Um, I, I think the manager's importance is um, uh, elevated. Uh, my 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 father would always say to me that like managers can't win ball games; they can only lose them. And even if that is the case, then this is the season where. A manager losing ball games is absolutely going to cost his team.
0: No doubt about it. But I know you can't say he can't win him, But I feel like he can put his team in the best situation to win, and with more importance on that, just because of the moving piece pieces in your pitching staff. And you could wake up one morning, like let's just say you are the you're managing the Mets. All of a sudden, Pete Alonzo shows up. You got COVID. Boom. You know you're without your best player for a third of the season. There's just going to be so much manipulation there. They're going to have to be able to, to work it out. And I bet you there's, a, if you are a young manager, kind of like Rojas is, and how did Felipe Alou's kid become with the last name of Rojas? You know that?
1: I have no clue. Me neither.
0: But for a guy like that, a first-year manager, that scares me. It really does. Because <laughs> not only are you get thrown into the fire as a manager, you're getting thrown into the fire with this disaster to navigate. And I really wish I would have taken that into account when I started laying down my first bets.
1: Did you already put him in? Yeah, oh, yeah well, I put down the oh, first set. Go. Yeah, first He's first,
0: a, first set of futures. Yeah, uh,
1: Felipe Alou is actually the uncle of Rojas.
0: All right, so which is the other one? So you there got, was there was Felipe. He and this he had whole two family
1: brothers. is just loaded with. Yeah. Um, uh, you got Felipe Alou. Is brothers with. Jesus Alou and Matty Alou. He's Matty the cousin Lou. of Jose Sosa, the father of Moises Salu, and the uncle of Mel Rojas. Man, what a family. <laughs> they can pretty much... Could you imagine playing wiffle ball at like a family reunion with these guys?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, they're all really good. I don't know how he got his last name though. Yeah, I... I I'm very curious about this. So anyways, that's my thoughts on the managers. Um... Can you really, you just are going into this with a sense you have no idea what can happen. So from a betting perspective, I'm kind of going into this, like, at least I know the framework of what's going on and it, it'll give me a little bit of an advantage over everybody else that's going into this saying it's going to be a complete shit show.
1: I, are you still, still looking 100. at
0: it? Like I'm not touching it because it's just a complete shit show.
1: I'm not going to do any futures. I might start uh, playing a little bit once the season starts, but I I, I can't, I just can't. Find it in, in me to do any futures. And if I were going to, uh, I would be playing, you know, the bad teams to lose. They're all, just their unders. Under on the Marlins. I don't even know what it is. I would do it blindly. If, if I was going to play like some. a 24 and a half? Under on the Marlins, oh, wow. under on the Orioles, under on the Tigers, and that would probably be just it. Just
0: take all the bad teams.
1: Yeah. I, I would do um over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the home run they set at, uh, the home run leader, they set at uh, 20 and a half, I think. And I would take the over on that. 20 and a half? I believe so. Maybe 19 and a half. I can't remember.
0: All right. So this was from July 7th. Let me see what we got here. What, uh, 20, so it's down to 23 and a half now. You still go under 23 and a half?
1: The home run total is 23 No, 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 for the
0: Marlins wins. Sorry. Oh, yeah,
1: I'm taking that under.
0: Under 23 and a half. Yeah. So they could go like 20. They're going to punt.
1: Well, what's going to happen is they're going to suck and then they're going to punt. Mm. I think that's actually um, not
0: a bad strategy at all.
1: Well, I mean, it, the, the, apparently the draft kept. Uh, I saw your boy, um, FP Santangelo, his um, son tweeted about the uh, draft class coming up, and apparently it's loaded. And. Um, uh, it's it's definitely not a bad strategy if you're not going to compete, especially right out of the uh, gate.
0: Dude, I'm telling you, the Cubs should just have a fire sale at the deadline. Gary
1: Sanchez just hit a bomb.
0: Yep, hundred four hundred twenty six feet.
1: My God,
0: <laughs> I love Statcast.
1: so glad it's back. It's the greatest.
0: I want to have Statcast in my bedroom.
1: I, I don't register zero. Yeah, I don't think it would be very. Um... Uh, to your benefit, my friend. So, who are you taking,
0: <laughs> man? Who are your teams here? Who are we going with? I, uh,
1: I don't... I told you, I don't really... You have want to, to take it, a
0: team. That's it. And you have to bet money on it. That's it.
1: Uh, I guess I, would I love
0: take, beating you in bets. It's the easiest money ever. I'll bet you I would you take the miles. Dodgers,
1: I guess. Honestly. You'll take the Dodgers to win it all? Yeah, because they mess it up every single year. Um... And because this year's going to be shorter and different, I'm, I'm going to take the Dodgers. It, it's yep. a shame that Price isn't going to be pitching for them. I think he would have been a good weapon for them. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I guess I'll go with the Dodgers. And speaking of the Dodgers, uh, Matt Kemp, who is now with the Rockies, just um, hit a home run in the inner squad game.
0: The Rockies inter-squad is on?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not watching it, but I, I follow uh, following it. Thomas Harding who Uh um, is one of their beat writers. And uh, Kemp hit a homer straightaway center off John Gray. So that's not a cheap one.
0: When we tape this next Sunday, we will have a full slate of games. Every team will be in action.
1: I cannot believe it.
0: I know. And here they're going to be playing in D.C., where they just cleared the Nationals to play home games, thank God. They'll be playing in Philly, Tampa, St. Pete, we playing in Cleveland, Cincinnati, Boston, Houston, south side of Chicago, uh, Arlington, Texas, San Diego, Wrigley in Chicago, the Cardinals with St. Louis, and then Oakland, the Mets and Queens, and uh, the Dodgers at home, too, in L.A.
1: Hold on. I just realized we are four days away from games, and the Blue Jays don't know where they're playing? Correct. That is... Re- and... That's ridiculous. I think,
0: they, I think they pretty much know. I do think they need to start, um, you know, announcing what they're going to do. They had to have a contingency plan in place. Yeah, they you, had to you, know this was got, a possibility. Yeah, you've
1: got to be right. But if they, say they play in Buffalo, let's, for example, do they um, then become the Buffalo Blue Jays, which has a pretty nice ring to it?
0: The Buffalo Blue Jays? Yeah. I like baseball in Canada. Don't move baseball
1: to Buffalo. Well, I'm just saying, well, for this season, it's not on us. It's on Canada. Don't the Bisons you know? play there? The Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Buff the, make I mean, them the Bisons. I don't give a shit. You just want to change their name? Do whatever you want to do. We're changing everybody hats.
0: else's name. Let's just do that.
1: <laughs> Blue Jays is offensive. Damn, Blue is that, Jays. Is that the, the, the shit official? On, shit on my car. The official, I'm done with them. <laughs> is that the official Holden <laughs> stance? Blue Jays offensive.
0: <laughs> offensive. Shit on my car. Done with them. Them and the Ravens. And the goal. Uh, oh my God. The sea, the, the goals, like the sea, I'll just blame the Seahawks for that. They're the worst ones.
1: Oh man. That's
0: <laughs> totally funny. need to change that. <laughs> and it's very functional for today's society too. It's like, that's a legitimate reason. These are destructive yeah. beings. Uh, I'll give you my predictions then. Um, I think the Doyers at anything else, not this has nothing to do with statistically or anything on paper. It's just, Another strike year they've not been able to get over the hump all these times, and they're finally going to win it in a short season where people are going to say it's not legitimate. I will still say if you got to go through the playoffs I mean, that's if you can make it through an MLB a legit MLB playoff schedule, then you're a legitimate champion
1: I agree, and I think the only thing that is illegitimate about the season is going to be any of the um um Average statistics, you know, batting average, on base percentage, slugging percentage. You can't, you got to take those with a grain of salt. But if you're the team that comes out on top, especially in all of this, I would say, if anything, you're more of a champion as far as I'm concerned.
0: I don't know about more of a champion, but you're, it is, it's a great point you bring up, though, because a lot of moving pieces. A lot of moving pieces. I, for one, hope it is a shitty team that wins it all. That would be cool. To, I, my
1: to- one team that, is like i'll say is my dark horse is the rockies why i just think i i I, intangibles really but i I think that um this season plays well for them because uh, i also like the padres to be honest but i I think the season plays well for the rockies because that team is always dealing with the the travel um going from high to low altitude and doing so in a shorter season i think will play to their benefit
0: hmm Interesting. It's very interesting. Um, and then I'm going to get way ahead of myself, but watching these games, I hope I can get used to this weird, no fan thing. Cause the playoffs is when you're really going to miss the crowds. Oh, for sure. Cause they have so much of an impact in certain situations.
1: Don't you remember? Um, what was it? Um, the pirates Reds game when they, uh, the, the, Fans were going nuts and caused Cueto to drop the ball, and then he gave up a home run on the next pitch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely something that's going to be missed, and it 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 adds to the atmosphere. You know, well, it's, you can it's say a that. shame. Okay. I, I I do think though, I think teams are going into this expecting to have fans at postseason games. I don't know if it's going to be a hundred percent, fifty percent, twenty five percent, but I I do know that. Texas the Texas teams and um, are uh, trying to work something where they can have fans at games and it would kind of be I don't know if it's ironic or if I'm being like Alanis Morissette and using some using that term incorrectly but um, if the Astros are one of the only teams that have fans at home games because that was the team that was supposed to be destroyed in every single away game by uh, opposing fans. Because, well, you know.
0: I was being half serious and half joking about this, but what if there's a brawl? Like, what are they going to do? They're trying all this social distancing stuff, and all of a sudden you've got there's 50 guys be beating the shit out of each other? There's going to
1: be a brawl. There's Especially
0: in, be. with the Astros? There's what are they going to do, though? You, that's, you want to talk about breaking protocol, holding on to other guys, Hitting them, possibility of blood, spit going everywhere. Yeah. What are they going to do after that? Just quarantine a whole team?
1: I don't know. I think I think there's going to be a brawl.
0: I'm, I think there's going to be more than one brawl.
1: Yeah, hold on. I'm I'm looking at my here. Let's let's do this um, do this live. I'm going to read this to you. I, I so I applied for um, membership to BBWAA for like the fifteenth time. Did
0: you do it this time?
1: Hold on. I I just got this email. Come on, so. come on. So I I can't. I'm not going to say who who it's from, but uh, the gentleman to whom I applied here. I'm new to this position and reached out to previous chapter chairs. Basically, here's what I've been told as far as qualifications: One, would you be covering games in person? Membership would be beneficial in that regard. Do you live in the area? Which I believe you already answered. Is baseball uh, reporting your primary source of income? That's none of your fucking business. Like, why Why is that? What if I'm independently wealthy and I'm, I'm reporting on baseball? That's what, what I keep
0: telling people myself. I, I, I'm just wait. independently wealthy. I have nothing to do, so I do this stuff.
1: But I, I'm, I'm, like, really curious why that's relevant. I don't know. I think it's just a way to try to keep me out. They don't want me to be a part of it. So
0: is that what they're saying? Give us more information?
1: This, I gave... Plenty of information in the original email that I sent um, several times to several different people. And um, I, I just don't understand the relevance of um, why would, what if baseball being my primary source of income, what does that have to do with anything?
0: That you're completely devoted to it. That's the I, only I, thing I, I dis- can think
1: of. But what if I have a, like a massive inheritance or something?
0: You're privileged.
1: <laughs> well, I don't, for the record, and no, baseball is not my primary source of income. I feel badly for anybody who uh, relies on baseball to be their primary source of income, uh, unless they're a player.
0: I if was doing great as baseball being my primary source of income. Yeah, well, that's a grind, a man.
1: I don't want, I don't want any part of that. Um, but um, I'm going to. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to respond to this um, and try to. Uh, word my way into it this is the most progress i've seen though so
0: good and it's a new guy so you can charm him we're done with this show everybody (laughs) catch you one more time before the season starts for ryan spader follow him on twitter at the ace of spader i'm Holden Kuster. follow me on twitter at holden radio and we will catch you later in the week enjoy baseball